You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. It is the 22nd of August, 2013. And Dave, I've been saying this every week since the solstice, but I gotta say it again, and this time I'm for real. Dude, summer's almost gone. It sure is. Oh, it shit. sure is. It's depressing, you know? It's the kid in America, kids have gone back to school. In Canada, they go back to school, what, next week, week after next? Uh, Labor Day is yep. coming up. Can't wear white anymore. Well, I mean, I'll have to change my pajamas. <laughs> Jeez, um, it's it's been a uh, it's been a typical August week in the uh, realm of search. Um, nothing earth shattering has happened, but a whole bunch of interesting things have happened. Uh, a couple of stuff we're going to be a couple of things we're going to be talking about today. Google Places uh, listing auto upgraded to Google Pages. So that's happened a while ago, but. Um, I guess the final integration of Google Places and Google Plus has happened. We're going to be talking about an FAQ on authorship. We're going to be talking about a page load speed. Matt Cutts has kind of come out and said, yeah, it's important. Um, we're also going to be, um, you know what, I want to start with this one just because it's fun. And because, you know, credit where credit's due. We've been, okay, hey, hey, audience, watch this. Watch what happens. Yahoo! There you go. <laughs> now, it used to be derisive laughter. Now it's just a <laughs> Anytime you would mention the word Yahoo on Webcology, either I or Dave would crack up because Yahoo has been afterwards for the last, what, like eight, nine years. This yep. month, 
or at well, this month, last month, according to Column Score, Yahoo had more unique visitors than Google. Yahoo is again and once again the world's largest web property as measured by unique visitors. That's unexpected. <laughs> now, I got a six-letter reason why. You know why? Tell us, Jim. Tumblr. Yeah, who bought Tumblr? Yes. Now, Tumblr is also mentioned on this list, but I still, I got to tell you, I got to think, like, you know, Tumblr... Why would Yahoo suddenly have so much, so many more visitors? Yahoo saw an estimated 197 million unique visitors in the month of July, compared to 192 million at at Google. Yeah, um, that's you know five million more unique visitors. I mean, geez, I mean, you, you, we work on websites where we'd be happy to see like you know five thousand <laughs> visitors a month. Um, these guys are quibbling over like you know five million unique visitors and. Seriously, what? If it's not Tumblr, what is it that has vaulted Yahoo forward over over the last like few months? I mean, it can really only be assuming it's not Tumblr, which I think is a big assumption to make. Right? <laughs> that obviously is is playing in here, um, in in a big chunk. And I mean, we have to understand that this is a big move like it's big news but it's not as big a jump i mean it is 20 percent over last year for yahoo i mean that's that's a big you know i know a lot of websites that would love to see a 20 percent improvement over over the year before in, in unique visitors um but we are dealing with the the big news is that they jumped to one they've always been in the top five right so it's 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 a big thing but it's it's maybe not quite as as dramatic it's not like they came up they were tumblr now all of a sudden they're number one um you know sort of side of things um it's interesting because they've stripped off some properties but they'll still be counting them in there alibaba for example because they're still a prop that that'll still be factored in there because they uh -huh. are still a property holder of it um i would attribute it i mean marissa's gonna gonna take all the all the credit she wants for it Good. She, she deserves should. some, yeah, deserves some big credit. Um, but I think a lot of it will have to do with just the the overarching direction. And in some ways, um, I, I'm going to attribute it, and I have I have no reason to believe this. I, I'm just going to attribute it to this anyway. They're a strong property, and ironically, Google likes big brands. <laughs> they just do. They like authoritative sites. Um, I would not be surprised, um, looking a little deeper, and I didn't have a chance before the show, um, looking a little deeper, if and, and again, ironic, but if their Google traffic hasn't improved because of the strength of the brands. I saw somebody um, on and, Facebook making a joke about that. Perhaps people are going to Google type or going to Yahoo and typing in Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, I mean, you know as well as I do, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, I'll use the, the term in, in, a, in a good way here, so, so it's, it's generally negative. But they're, they're a huge content farm, right? I mean, not farm in like, you know, our typical use of the term. They just, they have content massive massive amounts of content so i mean it, it, all i can see is i mean i would love to have that and why would i love to have that for any of our clients i mean obviously you know anybody'd love to have yahoo but uh except maybe well, google obviously but, so you could rank well on google with a good link right, right, exactly and that's what i'm thinking is is <laughs> in the context of the algorithmic update so we've chatted about a lot lately um 
I wouldn't be surprised to find out that a big part of the boosts at Yahoo is because Google loves sites that look like Yahoo and is and is giving them ah, a big bump in traffic. I see. So somebody's typing in, say, sports news, and they right. might be directed to a Yahoo sports property or a sports-related property that happens to be owned by Yahoo. Well, exactly, or all those myriad of long-tail phrases we all search all the time. I mean, most of us do anyway. Uh, and, you know, Yahoo's sites are strong. I would love to have that kind of content to rank on Google. So vis-a-vis, you know, it's it would lend itself to me that in the new environment, Yahoo would perform very well on Google. <laughs> There's a couple things. Uh, beyond, you may well be right. Uh, let's, let's, let's move on with this list a little bit. There's a couple things that I found really fun about it. Yeah. Yahoo number one, Google number two, Microsoft-related sites number three, number four comes Facebook. Yeah. So we have the three major search providers outpacing Facebook. And if you look at the, I'm, I'm looking at the Comscore chart itself that shows the, the top 50, Microsoft comes in at 179 million, uh, 500 and, okay, 179,595 million Unique visitors, okay? Mm-hmm. Facebook comes in 142, I'm sorry, 142,266,000 unique visitors. That's significantly lower than the traffic is. at Microsoft sites. And like I think everyone uses Facebook. Now, time on site, which which is not in this Comscore uh, in this com, in this Comscore measurement, I imagine Facebook would win out. I opened Facebook at about five minutes after nine this morning, and the same user session is open on my browser right now. Right, and they're also counting unique visitors, not repeats. How many times did I visit Microsoft versus daily I'm at Facebook? So, um, you know, I mean, these these are different metrics. I mean, one has to wonder on, on something like Microsoft. I mean, they've had a lot of news coming out lately related to, you know, the Xbox and, and you know, the Xbox or Xbox One, I should say, um, you know, the, the uh, Windows 8.1 coming out. So is that artificially kind of inflating their unique visitors up? And I mean, we're dealing with millions, but it's, it's not inconceivable to think, yeah, you've got a brand new um, gaming platform coming out that is getting some negative flack and people are going to want to I did I looked up the stats on it to sort of figure out which is better that of the PlayStation 4 for my next gaming console um, you know and and the Windows 8.1 coming out okay is that artificially inflate not artificially per se but is that inflating in a one month blip or two month blip what their traffic pattern is as opposed to um, you know Facebook where there is no hubaloo very often on Facebook you know nothing that would draw me there today that wouldn't draw me there tomorrow kind of thing um, but still, so, still Dave just to round these numbers here okay 197 million unique visitors for Yahoo 192 million unique visitors for Google yep. uh, 180 uniques for Microsoft 142 million uniques for Facebook I mean that's massive we are looking at about 40 million. It's it's big. Uh, but I'm going to be really, really curious to watch next uh, next months. Indeed. Yeah, you have to see these things repeated month over month over month. Absolutely. Next is AOL. Then Amazon sites. And then a kind of a weird one, Glam Media. <laughs> now, uh, Glam Media is the publisher of... Um, InfoFact sites, I guess, you could, for want of a better better phrase, um, health-related, um, gaming-related, comic book-related, 
the ones that will uh, be referenced from uh, our partners at, at the bottom of the Huffington Post, stuff like that. Right. After Glam Media, in eighth place is, Wiki, is the Wikimedia Foundation, including Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. CBS Interactive comes in number nine, and number ten is Turner Digital. Eleven is Apple Incorporated, and then we get Ask, the Ask Network. Remember old Ask? <laughs> Isn't that cute? They're still there. Outpaces eBay. That's surprising. Indeed. All of these outpace Craigslist, who outpaces Walmart. Anyway, if anyone's interested, go over to ComScore. It's on the front page. Um, the uh, top 50 properties in the United States in July 2013, um, especially if you're a large-scale web advertiser or you're an ad space buyer, check out this list. This is where the eyeballs are. Yep. And that's what we're looking for. <laughs> anyway, that's a, I, that blew my mind. So for the first time in years, Yahoo blew Google out of the water in, uh, in, in number of unique visitors. Now, what else do we have here? For years, SEO have been saying that page load speed is a ranking factor. And, you know, everyone's accepted it as kind of like, you know, not necessarily gospel truth, but everyone's accepted it as, well, logical. Well, finally, Matt Cutts has come out and said, um, it is, in fact, a ranking factor. Um, over at Rusty Brick, I'm actually just going to open the article now and hold on, am I reading this correctly? Page speed, page speed ranking factor not more important on mobile search. Right, which is it is important. You know what? I, I read that. I thought that was that was very very um, very That's odd a, too. But that is an eyeball bait kind of headline, don't you think? <laughs> it sure is, and it does make sense when you get a little further into it. You understand it a little more um, when you watch the video and read. Oh, here's a name we don't throw around all the time. Barry Schwartz's article on it. <laughs> um, Basically, it's it's has gone to the Lyndon Ancliffe School of headline <laughs> writing. <laughs> I, I think it was a great. I mean, it drew my eye. I watched the video for. Well, I'd already seen the video, but I read the article and you know gave it a glance again. Was playing while I was reading the article again. Um, and what I I think it was it was a good. It's an accurate title, but it's that they will. And and I think what needs to be understood in this one, and it's important for for listeners to understand, what he's what Matt is is saying is not that it's not going to be. And he was pretty clear in the video that. They understand over at Google that people need a faster experience on mobile than they do on a, a PC, right? That that they expect it, that they want it. Um, so I think it's pretty clear it's going to be. But right now, I think what he's what he's sort of getting at is that right now they're just looking at page speed. What is page speed, and 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 how fast is it good or is it not? Sort of like a light switch. It's on or it's off. It's good or it's not. They're, you know, your site's either using the techniques required to make a fast page or not. I think, in my opinion, and I'd be interested in your thoughts on this, I think the battleground on mobile right now is a good mobile experience. And I think that's, I think Google right now just doesn't want to tie users' hands yet 
um, by going, oh, and page speed, when a lot of webmasters and, and a lot of website owners are struggling right now just to get their sites over into something that works reasonably well on mobile devices. Um, you know, you don't want to now add this new new function in, but anybody who's really paying attention will go, uh, and while I'm adding this new functionality to my site, you know, pay the extra, get your developer to do it right. It's going to need to comply to this, and I don't want to hire them again a year from now when it does start to make a difference, mobile versus PC. Okay, well, I, I can give you my ideas on my thoughts on this, then we'll have to go to break and come back to it. Um, number one, regardless of what Matt says, and, and, and I, I want to preface what I'm about to say with, this is my opinion, Webmaster Radio, Dave Davies, or even the Webcology show itself is not responsible for anything you might do with it. Um, page loading speed is a ranking factor, period. It is important. It is part of the mobile user experience. But more importantly, Google wants to provide reference to websites that are helpful to its users and a page that takes forever to load on mobile or doesn't load or resolve properly on a mobile device primarily on a Google uh, on an Android based device although I, I'm, I'm sure they're agnostic when it comes to platform but <laughs> you can believe they test on Android um, if the page loads faster it will have a better chance for ranking. That is my opinion. Google may contradict it. Other SEOs may contradict it. In our practice, we pare down for speed. We, we as much as possible, use responsive design so that what you see on a web browser on a screen, on a, on a, on a monitor, is very similar to what you see on your uh, mobile device. I think uh, continuity between the web and between the desktop web and the mobile web is very important. And I think it's very important to Google. Um, I'd be gobsmacked if Google truly didn't care about page load time. I don't care what Matt says. <laughs> um, you, you know what? On, on this, I guess I, I'll slip this in before we go to break. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe three weeks ago, um, they had an interesting statement came out of came out of Google that sort of went uh, went unnoticed, I think, by a lot of people. But um, it, it was it, it just in Googleese the way they worded it um, on speed is that they're not punishing slow sites, okay? But they oh, are God, rewarding so. fast sites. Bingo! <laughs> so. Uh, I love that. It's like, you know, the sandbox doesn't exist, but there's algorithmic features that might look like a sandbox. Well, if it walks and talks like a duck. <laughs> um, and, and I think this is one of those. If you're not being, if you're not being punished, but your, your competitors are being rewarded, you might as well be being punished. Right? It's like, there's no punishment for having no links, but if you have links, you know, it's better for you. Right? <laughs> well... Yeah. Then you're punished. Um, in this case, there ain't no, there's no punishment for being slow, but there ain't no love for it either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, having, having to interpret this. Why do we have to interpret this stuff? These are supposed to be the smartest people on the web. And why? Why? Anyway, uh, you know why? Because, <laughs> because it sells ads. And we have to prove that right now. <laughs> Friends, you listen to Web Culture here on Webmaster Radio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around. Webcology's back after these messages. 
Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Are your online campaigns getting more clicks than conversions? Then you need to sign up for Conversion Conference East 2013, happening September 30th through October 2nd in Boston. If you want to start increasing revenue and stop wasting money, you ought to be at Conversion Conference East 2013. Discover why Conversion Conference was selected as one of 2013's must-attend conferences by under 30 CEO and why over 900 leading companies send their marketing teams, web designers, and executives. What's more, webmasterradio.fm listeners get a 10% discount on their pass. Simply register online at conversionconference.com with promo code WMFM or click through the Conversion Conference banners on the webmasterradio.fm website. Wouldn't it be nice to invest less and convert more? See you at Conversion Conference East 2013 in Boston, September 30th through October 2nd. Sign up with promo code WMFM for 10% off registration right now at conversionconference.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. On demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media and Dave Davies from Beatstock SEO. And uh, Dave, just in, in the middle of the commercial break, you put in our, in our little private chat window, and the page speed tool now shows both mobile and desktop. Like, I wonder, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know it's coming. You know what? If we want to debate whether it's a factor, and we, we really don't, you and I at least, uh, the fact that Google gives you a tool with advice on how to speed up your site, well, that answers that question. <laughs> it's a factor. It's important, but we just devoted X number of programming hours to giving you this. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Really? Okay. Ten years ago. It's been 10 years since the Search Engine Marketing Professional Organization, SEMPO, was formed. Two days ago in marketing land, Danny Sullivan, um, who was himself very helpful in the forming of SEMPO, um, he, he wrote an article. But the article was titled, 10 Years Later, Do We Need SEMPO? Do We Need the Search Engine Marketing Professional Organization? 
Um, Danny's of the opinion that he's not so sure we really do need Sempo. He points out in his article that Sempo's had some great successes, including the annual um, State of the Industry survey that they publish. Mm-hmm. But he's also noting that Sempo has, well, doesn't really seem to be doing a lot. They've had three major events in all of 2013. They had six major events in all of 2012. And uh, he, didn't, he doesn't list uh, years previous, but he does imply that they haven't really had a lot of major events. He contrasts this to a more established trade organization, the, direct, the DMA, the Direct Marketing Association, yeah. noting that in August they've had six noteworthy events. Again, contrasted against the... Uh, the five that Sempo's had in 2013, in all of 2013. So, Danny again asks, do we need a Sempo? And, um, and Dave, I just want to ask really quickly, what what does the idea of Sempo mean to you? Um, you know, I, I guess I, and I remember what, kind of when it was, it was kicking off and, and getting it started. They didn't end up accomplishing what I think they set out to do originally. Um, and that's that's even discussed in the article. Is, is to me, they their function was they had two core functions when they were first starting. Um, the first one was to get known exactly what SEO is, um, and and in a, in real world terms. So you're not getting an email going, I'm going to do 500 blog posts, etc. You know, this big long list of what I'll do for ninety nine dollars a month, and 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 think that that was going to work, right? That was their job was to to educate the the masses and 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 get the word out on what it actually is, and then there was always talk, and and you and I sort of you know have heard it many times about Sempo actually creating like sort of a guideline set that SEOs Sempo or somebody Sempo is the name it always came back to though, uh, maybe not by their own fault, um, like a guideline set like setting a rule set um, that SEOs needed to follow. And, and you know, in my opinion, you know, in that context, there doesn't really need to be one because there's all sorts of different kinds of SEOs out there and all sorts of different kinds of SEO. And, you know, I'm not going to make a judgment call whether black hat or white hat is, is superior. I'm going to say I'm a white hat, and I, it works really well for me. But you can <laughs> imagine how, incre- how perilous it would be to try to delineate a set of rules and then and try, try to figure out who's black hat, who's white hat, what, who falls into what. I mean, that's that's taking your life in your hands in this industry. It, well, it really is. And especially when there is so much gray that falls in the white hat side. I mean, heck, in some ways, Google does it. <laughs> we all, you know, Time Warner, does, like tons of sites use what could be conceived as gray, uh, yeah, actually, gray hat the, strategies. In our loose script for the show today, Google rant comes later. <laughs> yeah, dude, you just about set off the Google rant that is coming. The scenario is coming. Uh, well, but you're right. So, use gray hat. Oh, dude. Okay. Wait till we get to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know we're defining we're defining by the rules set by Google, who doesn't necessarily follow those rules themselves. Right. Uh, you're you're more, you're just itching to launch into your rant, aren't you? Uh, I got a simple rant I want to do first. Uh, <laughs> right. So we'll circle back. Um, I don't know that the organization is doing what it's supposed to, um, what, it's, what its core function was. Um, when it started, I don't know that they had the resources to do it. 
properly. Like I look at, you know, what it would take to actually do that. It was much bigger. And I don't know if maybe they planned on being bigger, but it's not meant to be like a meetup where you and a bunch of other nerds get together and, and, and chat nerd stuff. Right. And, and strategy. No, no, you can go to no, conferences no, no. for that or, or use meetup. I mean, heck, you're, your friend of mine, Ross Dunn, use meetup. We, you know, he throws little events and business people can come to him or other SEOs, you know, whatever. It's just, just a place to chat. Um, that's not what you know, so, was. No, it's not what it was. But, um, you know, as Danny mentioned in his article, you know, he's gone to a few of the meetings. Well, you know, the local ones. And it's like, well, that's kind of what Ross is doing here, not even using Sempo. Right. So those events are still happening where we're able to, to have that discussion. Um, I just don't know that Sempo itself exists from, from the context of what Danny's saying. At the same time, is it a bad thing? No. No, it's not. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I wouldn't say it should be closed down. No, there's a lot of great members. They put out a lot of great information. Yeah, are they still necessary? Well, if they're self-supporting and, and people who are paying into it find the value out of it, sure, go for it. <laughs> but it, it's not what it was supposed to be 10 years ago. You know, listeners, listeners to this show may be surprised to learn that at one time people looked at SEOs with suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, say it ain't so, Jim. <laughs> well, sir, I, I, there to, to this day, uh, what we do as you know, search marketers or search, search engine optimization professionals is poorly understood. You know, the again, uh, just for, the, for what it's worth, it's a mixture of being a very good webmaster and a very good marketer. Mm-hmm. That's SEO, um, but that's poorly understood. Most people don't don't have no idea what it what it means to be a good webmaster. They have no idea how hard it is to actually build a website. And it's actually quite easy. It's just keeping the damn thing up and stable is the problem. Um, <laughs> especially if you use WordPress. Now, I've got a problem. It's happening right now. It's active. i got an active problem, and this is what I was hoping Sempo would have helped with 10 years ago. You know, to, when it formed 10 years ago, I was hoping today it would be the kind of organization that could help with this. Now, you know me, Dave. I'm an old trade unionist kind of guy, right? <laughs> you sure do I, know that about you. I believe in the strength of common purpose, and I believe that people from uh, the same constituent, cons- constituency, in this case, search marketers, well, I think it's good if we can all band together and work to promote and protect our interests. That's logical, right? Yeah. Trade unionism. Um now we're professionals. You know, we're not. We're not. We're not union. Um, I don't think anybody would want to see the, the the web world unionize. I know I wouldn't. We're professionals. Nope. You know, um, different relationship with our staff than than one would have in a factory setting or in in a, in, in a labor setting. But that's not what I'm getting at. <coughs> Sampo is a trade organization. It's there to represent our interest to the general public, to regulators of the internet, read the U.S. government. Um, and to uh, well, to to other large industry players, to Google, to to Verizon, to whomever might have an impact on our industry. Sempo was supposed to be our foot in the door. That's what I was hoping it would be. Uh, Ten years back, I was also hoping that we would have sort of a muscular arm of Sempo. Because I got a, uh, this is the problem I got. I'm having right now. I have a server master, somebody, you know, somebody who who runs a host server, who is treating me like a second year web worker. 
I've been doing this for 20 years. When I ask a question, it might seem vague, but there's a real reason for asking it. And when you give me information that I know is not the way a server works, I know what you're telling me is not true, you know, I'm going to be polite because I'm a mature adult. But what I really want is somebody going and breaking your legs. Now, I'm not going to do that because I'm a polite adult. But what we need is, an or- is well, we need the muscle, fa- the muscle factory. Um, and I know, and I know you can't advertise this openly as a service because it's illegal to go break somebody's legs. <laughs> but still, every once in a while, you need somebody to grab a server administrator by the collar of their pencil neck shirt hold him up in the air and say, take this guy seriously, because he really knows what he's talking about. And he has a weekly radio show, and at any moment, your name might slip out of his mouth. <laughs> I'm waiting. Very nice hosting firm you have there. We'd hate to see something something happen to it. Anyway, Tempo never, never formed the muscular arm. I'm really sad it didn't, because I could really use that service today. <laughs> Just in case someone's name and the name of their company slips out of my mouth by mistake. I know you're listening because I told you the show was on the air. So I'm going to be calling you after the show, and we're going to talk about the questions I asked. <laughs> cool, huh? Don't you love having See, a microphone? You, I mean, it makes, it makes a world of difference in the world. It does. And you know what? The fact that we got to talk about Sempo made Sempo useful in your strong arming. It did, huh? <laughs> now, just to assure that person who was listening, there's nobody coming to your door to grab you by your collar and say, take this man seriously. That's what this show has served to do, I hope. Um, moving, moving right along. By the way, Sempo really, I do wish Sempo was more, more activist. It should be our foot in the door when it comes yeah. to uh, hearings on how the web will work in the future. We're the people who see how the web works every day. I, honestly, I mean, seriously, there's few industries aside, you know, few industries outside of the search marketing industry that really gets the web the way we do. Well, I think the the perk that we have in it is that the web is driven by money, and so are we. <laughs> so we're, we're marketers, right? We're, we're it is a long and, and short of it. I mean, it's not in a madman kind of way. It is marketing drives the world? It's it's at least our our world. That is the way of it. Because I don't care what you're building, you're building it to make money. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. Just by necessity, we need to know what's coming up, and we need to be predicting what's coming up a year or two from now so we can get our clients ready to make money in that world. Um, so I, I think, yeah, we have a, a unique uh, unique perspective on uh, on sort of that sort of direction of things. Yep. I, I, can't, I love it. I am so I, – I, I can't tell you how blessed I feel to have gotten into this industry when I got into it and to have learned and watched the evolution – Almost from day one of this medium, mm-hmm. um, you know, forty years from now. Well, <laughs> let's rephrase that. Thirty years from now, maybe uh, when some kid asked me, you know, what, or asked any of us what we were doing as the when the when the web was developing. I know what I'm going to be able to say. I was I was doing it. That's yeah. really cool. What else do we got? Let's move on. Okay. By the way. Regardless well, of what people, I just want to say to Sempo, straight up to Sempo, they are a useful organization. There's a lot more they can be doing, but Sempo, congratulations, 10 years old. Well done. Yeah, that is kind of remarkable. 
Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean to beat on Sempo, or necessary to simply use Sempo as the beating stick. I gotta admit, that was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a Google rant coming, I promise. I haven't, I haven't worn all that stuff out yet. I'm just um, gotta wait for it. <laughs> uh, it's coming in the last segment. We gotta we got tease the listeners so they stick around for a while, right? Right. And uh, something Google's been teasing us with. Google's been teasing uh, webmasters with penalties. I mean, I, I get confused when I hear about a Google penalty to begin with, because I'm not convinced that, I mean, unless you're doing something egregiously stupid, I'm not convinced you're really being penalized about anything. You know? Unless you're being egregiously stupid, in which case, yeah, you're being penalized. But, you know, a loss of ranking... Going from page one to page three is not a penalty. It means someone's doing better than you. Right. So yeah. what's the difference? Do you know the difference between a manual and an algorithmic penalty? You know what? Only because I had a client uh, come to us with a penalty. Um, they had had another SEO. This is prior to uh, you know the announcement that they were going to basically have the manual actions um, link in the, in the left-hand side. There was no notification, and my question was, um, to Google, and I, I asked them, and they answered, and it was great. Do I have a penalty that was deleted? Right? Like, is there a penalty going on that the, a previous SEO sort of like, oh, I've read that and deleted it before uh, before the site owner can see or whatnot? So, you know, I was basically just asking. They're like, no, it is a there is no manual action. There's an algorithmic penalty, um, so you don't need to do a resubmission. So that was just about I don't know about a month ago, maybe a little bit less. So had that clarification on exactly the way things work. So at that, I, I did learn a lot just from that one statement, quite a bit about the difference between these two things and the advantages and disadvantages of having, like, if you've got to have a penalty, which kind do you want? Do you want algorithmic or do you want um, a manual penalty? I and mean, there's big pros and cons to each. I mean, obviously, you don't want either. But if you're going to have go. one, there are pros and cons to having each manual versus uh, versus algorithmic in the recovery process. I mean, obviously, with a manual, if you can fix it, great. You submit it. You know, now they're they're down to about one week response time on these things. Like you can actually repair from these things pretty fast if it's just something stupid. Um, whereas algorithmic, you now need to rely on the algorithms to to catch it and sort um, where you're supposed to. Be. Um, but then on the other side, if you're dealing with a manual penalty, you know a human being is going to look at it, right? Which is, is has its own downside. Algorithmically, if you know what's wrong, you can just fix it, and you don't have to fix everything about your site at once. You just need to fix that problem. Whereas if you're dealing with a manual, they may welcome back and go, yeah, we nailed you for links, but I'm here, and your <laughs> site is just god-awful. Uh, right? Or they may notice other things and go, Okay, but you're also doing this, right? You weren't caught for that originally, but going, you know, now they've looked and now, now they're imagine, seeing stuff. Imagine reporting that back to the client. <laughs> well, I was talking to Google, and uh, if it turns out they think your site sucks. Yeah, you went from that one penalty you hired me to fix, they've added three. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what to tell you, man. Um, well, we can build you a new site. <laughs> Yeah, time to just burn your domain to the ground and start again. <laughs> so in what you, – you, you've been down this road with a couple of clients. In what case would Google, um, would, would Google manually penalize rather than, you know, you get caught in an algorithmic in, in the Penguin or, or in a, you get pandered? Why, why would they go in there and do a hand job? Because I <laughs> – 
<laughs> um, that tends to come in when they've been alerted to sign. I, I'm sure they they have people just surfing around and, and stuff like that too. But um, the most common times I've seen it are when there is a clear violation. There's unnatural links. That's one of the big ones. Like we all remember when when that came in, uh, and part of that was was automated. But there is a, obviously a manual element too. There's the pure spam ones as well. But basically, that comes in when it has been brought to Google's attention either by their own accord or by a, a spam report that something is wrong with this site. A human engineer has looked at it. I guess they're probably not engineers at this level, but somebody has looked at it from Google and gone, yup, this violates our quality guidelines in some capacity. Um, a perk to it being, and again, you know, I, I'll put my pros where I can take them because if you're going to have a penalty, you know, there's pros and cons to the different kinds of penalties. Um, the perk to a manual is they're going to tell you what it is. Right, it's like this is pure spam. I mean, there's a weird one to address, but that's one of them. Um, you know, this is unnatural links. This is you know, crap content. Right. I mean, they're they're actually pretty clear. Unlike you know, there's there's user generated spam on your site, or there's unnatural external links on your site. They're actually pretty clear on some of these things that we've seen over, over over time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's nice in in that capacity. And then you know, we we can all imagine the the algorithmic ones, right? I mean, they're they send bots out. They look. They know what to look for in spam and, and violations of their guidelines. And when they see them, um, you know, you're you're going to get hit with it. But it's not going to show up in that left hand link under the manual actions. So those ones are more difficult. Chances are, you know what you did, but you might not. And if you don't, those are problematic because you're probably not going to ever know what did it. You're just going to see your site. Um, and the client who came to us that I originally sent this email off on on their behalf. Um, came to us and they were sitting comfortably, you know, fluctuating from position two to four, and then suddenly were in position eight hundred. No notice as to what it was, um, and it was an, there was a penalty, <laughs> no but because it was part of the automated set, we don't we don't know what it is. I mean, you know, you can guess. You look through, you can guess what what it is, of course. But um, you know, you as we all do as SEOs, you go through your checklist of like, okay, this is what it's not. This is what it's not. This is what it's not. And then whatever's left at the end, <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. thing. Um, so so you address that. And if there's two or three things left, you may not know which one it is that the algorithm picked up. So, all right, fix them all. <laughs> that's all you can do. You can just fix them all and then wait. Um, because it's a, an automated one, there's nothing an engineer there can do, or there's nothing a, a spam uh, guy can do over there. You just got to wait it out because it's not a manual penalty; they can't lift it. Um, so well, you just got to fix it and, and be done. Sorry, you, I agree with you. you. You fix it, and you do got to wait it out. But there are a couple things you can do to hopefully speed up the process. <laughs> you'll you'll want an uptick, a, a natural and helpful uptick in your social media engagement. I mean, like, what you got to do now is start driving bots in a gentle and uh, organic fashion. You fix the problems. You're trying to recover from an algorithmic penalty. You're positive. You've got all the all the wrinkles ironed out. It could take a good week and a half to two weeks for Google to really sort you back into where you're supposed to be. It might happen much faster. Yeah. But all you can do is wait and start pushing bots. Start moving bots into the website. Don't be a jerk about it. Google doesn't like being pushed around. But refer Google there a couple of times. Get, a, get, um, get an uptick in your blogging schedule and then start posting those blog, those blog posts to Facebook, to LinkedIn, to uh, Twitter, etc. Again, 
it's all about driving bots so they can go in and see that the um, the repair work has been done and that you're trying to be of good character. But after that, you're just going to wait. Yeah, it is sort of a holding. I know we do add, and, and uh, you know, I think social media is a, a great addition. Um, you know, we do add um, links, but high PR, well, not PR, sorry, highly trusted, highly relevant, low-volume branded links. That's it. <laughs> Just get some re- a few really, really good ones. Um, make them branded. Make them on generally, you know, we can debate the green bar, but generally high page rank means highly trusted. Right? Generally speaking, there's exceptions, but generally speaking, that's a good rule to follow. Um, you know, so seeking a few of those peppering those in and, and that sort of thing and just sort of like uh, see the, the cool kids still like us kind of way. <laughs> um, you know, but, you, but you're right. I mean, all, all you get is you fix it, you send the bots through as much as you can and send the signals that, hey, see, people still like us. Um, you know, get your analytics installed so they can say, hey, and, and when they land there, see, they still like us uh, when they're there and, um, you know, go from there. No. If listeners are interested in more information on uh, manual or algorithmic penalties, um, over at SE Roundtable and other Barry Schwartz, <laughs> how he does, it, but he does another Barry Schwartz uh, write-up. Um, he's also got links to um, Google Webmaster Trends and uh, Google Webmaster Trends analyst John Mueller's posts over at Google Webmaster Help. Form, he's got a post to a forum discussion at Google Webmaster Help and also a clarification that John Mueller made on his own Google Plus profile. That's all on the front page of SEO of, of SE Roundtable today. So seroundtable.com. Go check it out. Friends, we got to uh, take a quick break here on Webcology. Uh, going to be coming back talking about Google and Google reps and a little bit of alienation that we're seeing out there in the, in the PPC world. But before we get to that, Friends, you listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stay tuned. We're ranting on Google after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at page1power.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. This is Rainmaker. That's my girl. Get her in the bed on Friday night. She doesn't get out till Sunday. Yeah, baby. I can say so many things right now. I see a promo coming. Good, yes. This is Rainmaker. On demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. How do you come back in after that? <laughs> um, okay, anyway, welcome back to Web Culture, my best video about that. Digital Always Media. Dave from Beanstalk SEO, and that was Darren and Brandy, owners of the station. Um, okay. Da, 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 Google, 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 Google. Oh, man. So, in the last couple of weeks, Dave, I've been reading stuff about Google AdWords reps that's starting to really tick me off. We're, I'm not going to call it click fraud exactly, although I might raise the word in conversation, but I won't call what they're doing exactly click fraud, but it, um, somebody's going to eventually. If it ain't me, it'll be someone else, because I'll tell you, check this out. Maybe this, maybe this is new AdWord reps, but I'm hearing reports and reading reports from around the PPC sector that Google reps are recommending and getting sign-off on really uncontextualized keywords. An example that was given to me just a couple hours ago by somebody who runs like um, 200,000 plus per month ad spends. Uh, you know the, 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 the sugar content management system? Mm-hmm. They come up under, you know, brown sugar, refined sugar, demi-ra-ra, stuff like that. They get clicks. Under brown sugar, demi-ra-ra, refined sugar, white sugar, sugar packets. That costs a lot of money. Google yep. makes money off those clicks. Maybe somebody at Google is recommending uh, keywords that have absolutely nothing to do with the advertiser's topic. But since the advertiser is a massive brand and is running like, you know, two or three or four thousand keywords at any given time. A lot of this stuff slips under the radar. And maybe we're only talking 5%, maybe 10% of clicks. But when you space that out over a month and you're looking to bolster your bottom line towards the end of a quarter, that adds up awful quick. Oh, sure does. And I remember being really angry at Yahoo a couple of years, well, a couple of years ago, more like 10 years ago, um, when they were running landing pages. You know, they, used, they used to own the back end of, uh, of GoDaddy. And whenever somebody had a domain that they hadn't actually done anything, they'd registered it, but they hadn't actually done anything with it, uh, GoDaddy would keep the DNS pointed towards its own landing page, a faux search engine or some promotion for, a, for an affiliate product, affiliate marketed product. Mm-hmm. And Yahoo would super push this towards the end of a quarter to bump its numbers up. Google appears to be doing the same thing, and I, I say they appear to be. No one's given me um, any hard evidence. I've gotten a lot of anecdotal evidence. 
And I'm putting this out there to anybody in the PPC world. If you have hard evidence of this, I want to see it because I think this is uncool. This is like a lot of advertiser money, much of it coming from uh, small to medium-sized businesses who can't afford to spend that kind of money. Well, you're right, and it is mostly going to come from that size business because those are the ones that don't have, I mean, sugar, okay, I mean, sometimes big big businesses will make stupid mistakes, but um, where you don't have the knowledge to know, hey, broad match for sugar might not be a great idea here, right? Like, you know, and, 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 but, but Dave, this isn't about people doing their own settings. This is about, this is about companies that have AdWords, Ad, AdWords reps, reps working, quote unquote, on their behalf. So no one's no one set broad match. The AdWords the AdWords ad rep did it for them. Okay, got it, got it. I I see right where you're getting to. And then you know let's let's give them a benefit of a doubt and go. Um, you didn't know that that broad match set was going to be bad for your client. Uh, you know, but you don't know the industry well enough to be doing their well, paid management. The, but again, I got to ask, who's the client in this case? If you're employed by Google. But you're working for Joe Joe Blow Paving. Who's the client? Is Joe Blow Paving the client, or is your employer Google the client? In the relationship, right. who the worker have? You know, maybe you're getting a little bit of commission on the side, or maybe there's a bonus for like having higher numbers. Right. I don't know, and it's not like anybody at Google's talking about it. But it's something that's got to get talked about. If there's if Google is be, is running malfeasance in the background, it's possible. Actually, if Google's running Malfeasance in the background, I'm going to take a bunch of their a bunch of their dissatisfied clients and make them into Facebook advertisers. <laughs> that's what I want to do. But it's something that's got to be noted, and it shouldn't be done. And Google, if you're doing this, I know just by saying Google repeatedly, we've we've tripped we've tripped your bot. Stop doing it. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly, I just want to get one more thing in here. I'm pretty sure that Google is so big that the right hand does not know what the left hand is doing. In a, in many cases. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm guessing. This is just me guessing. I mean, what do I know about what goes on, you know, at this level inside the Googleplex? But um, that they've created a fairly standard incentive product for their sales people. Yeah. Um, and those salespeople are going to drive to that incentive as best they can. The, the ethical ones will do it in a way that helps the end user, knowing that that end user is going to be a client, you know, indefinitely of Google and, hey, isn't that great? And the less ethical ones will go, how do I, you know, I got a car payment coming up here. <laughs> like, I, I need to get this done and how do I pull in as much as possible? So at the same time, we also may be dealing with just a scenario where Google is large and it's going to have people who are good and people who are bad uh, well. working there. If that's the case, then the people who are managing those bad people, there's an uptick in bad people because there's an uptick in stories about bad experiences. And there's Valid an uptick point. in story about bad experiences. You guys got a problem, and you guys got to fix it, or you're going to have an even bigger problem a year from now. And that's, that problem's going to affect all of us. And that ain't cool. No. Whew. Okay, that was the Google rap. I promised, and I delivered. It wasn't as ranty as I wanted, but I burnt myself out on the... on. Uh, <laughs> My simple threats. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. If, if Google's committing, if Google is committing its advertisers to spend on irrelevant keywords, and I mean, like, seriously, they're supposed to know. They're supposed to. Ah! 
And fair enough. But it has to be a, a no. I mean, heck, you and I both remember, and it doesn't happen uh, anymore so much, but you remember how many uh, incorrect sites were being listed under the keyword keywords and bidding on it? You remember when that was a huge issue? Right? People would just dump their keyword lists in there or upload them as a spreadsheet, and, and now you're ranking for keywords because you forgot to take row one out. <laughs> um we are right. a minute away from uh, having, to, having to move into the news. Uh, a couple more things. Um, Google is actually going to be adding a lot more features. Um, car rentals, concert tickets, you know, uh, just like they um, are now a portal for uh, airlines and now a portal for rentals and for tickets. Um, watch out for your bad reviews out there, folks. Groups like the Huffington Post are moving to take away anonymous commenting on the web. And... Pretty soon, you are going to be tied to your comments. Um, recently, a hotel sued a guest for $95,000. Hotel Quebec sued a guest for $95,000 over a negative review at TripAdvisor. It's the kind of world we're moving into. Um, we're going to talk about this story next week, so I'm afraid we're out of time on Webcology today. Dave, fun show. We got through another hour again. We always seem to. We seem to, somehow. Anyway, friends, uh, I'd love to talk to you about this uh, bed bug hotel lawsuit story. I can't. There's other ones out there, so maybe we'll compile them all for next week. But on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk uh, SEO, that's Dave at BeanstalkInc.com. Is that right? Yeah. Or Beanstalk SEO. I keep buying domains now. <laughs> Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. This is, uh, this is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Jim at DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. You've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Got the news coming up, but uh, stick around Webmaster Radio and, st- and tune in next week. Same bad time, same great station. Uh, we'll be talking to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. (laughs) 